we are doing Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 11 Part 2 Chapter 27 we had completed till verse 7. Now this is a chapter called the process of deity worship and Krishna is telling Uddhava how to do the worship of a deity. Uh, what was discussed was how do you see God and how are you able to understand him when he is an unmanifest? God is actually an unmanifest divinity. Now, when a God is an unmanifest divinity, how do you pray to this divinity which is unmanifest, which is not seen, which cannot be heard? So, what do you do in such circumstances? So, yesterday we went through a verse which says that there are three ways of looking at it. One is Vedic method. That is basically the traditional method of religious worship which is done literally everywhere in the world, going to temple, church, those kind of things. Or doing some kind of a sacrifices at home, doing some prayers, a group activity, a community activity, so on and so forth related to devotion. The second one was called Tantric. Tantric is a singular method which was designed for the current yuga, which is called the Kali Yuga. And it involves a lot of the good stuff as well as something which you may not be palatable, which may not be palatable to normal human beings. So, that kind of stuff also, which is called the left-handed path. Then there is a mixed path. Mixed path could be the middle path. You could take some from here, some from here and mix it together and create a different kind of a path. So, this was explained till yesterday in, in the chapter called the process of deity worship from Srimad Bhagavatam. We are doing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 27, The Process of Deity Worship. This is a story which is told by Sri Krishna to Uddhava on deity worship, on how to worship Krishna himself. So, Krishna is explaining after the questions were raised by Uddhava. So, Uddhava asked him, how do I worship you? So, let us see. So, verse 8 says, Now please listen faithfully as I explain exactly how a person who has achieved twice born status through the relevant Vedic prescriptions should worship me with devotion. Now, in this case, Krishna is explaining how an individual in this world, after he has achieved twice born status. Now, twice born means born as a Brahmin, born as a person of a higher caliber or maybe meeting the Guru. So, after you have met your Guru, what are the processes that need to be followed so that you can then pray to the Lord? So, you have to be twice born. Now, we have discussed about being twice born earlier also. What was the discussion? Now, when you are twice born, naturally, when you meet your guru, he initiates you into his own fold. Then, he teaches you the various methodologies involved in worship. That means, he has got a regime, a particular kind of thing that needs to be done. Now, once he gives you the answer, what are the things that need to be done? And Krishna is going to very explain this thing in detail, by the way, 
So let us see how he does. So before we proceed any further, just to give you an understanding that your guru definitely puts you on a path and this path is an essential path for you to actually follow. So what is the path? You know that thing starts from getting up early in the morning, so on and so forth. So now let us try to understand the path. So if you have achieved the status of twice born through the Vedic prescriptions, one should worship me with devotion. Devotion means single pointed devotion. That means what? Let us say if you are given a certain rules and regulations to follow. You cannot say that, you know, I am going to do this in isolation. I am going to do this in the way I want myself to do. See, understand one thing. If you are training under a master, the master grants you a certain, you know, knowledge along the way. What does he do? He tells you, follow this process. Now, those who have gone for classes, which are, let us say, you know, the judo classes or the karate classes or those kind of classes. What is the first thing that your master tells you over there? He will tell you exactly what kind of clothes to wear, how to come dressed, what is the kind of fitting that you need to have. Isn't that the technique which he tells you? He says, wear certain kind of clothes, do, do things in a certain way, you know, behave in a particular manner. So, there is a process given and the process says, follow these particular path. So, the master designs a path for you. So, getting up in the morning to following a particular thing, so on and so forth. Now, now we will see how this follows. Hmm? A twice born person should worship me, his worshipable Lord, without duplicity, offering appropriate paraphernalia in loving devotion to my deity form or to a form of me appearing on the ground, in fire, in the sun, in water or within the worshipper's own heart. Too many, you know, ticks over here that you need to do. So, let us see what he is saying over here. So, we start from the twice born. The twice born is a person who has met his guru, has understood that there are certain rules to be followed. So, what does he do? First and foremost, he is supposed to create an identity of this God. So, like we say, if I have to create the form of Krishna, how do you want the form of Krishna to be? Now, let us say, can I have a Jesus or a Buddha without their traditional form? Now imagine Buddha with a long flowing beard, with a long hair, you know, and he is dressed like a normal human being who, you know, who is going out wherever he wants to. No, you cannot have a Buddha of that kind, isn't it? Your Buddha is going to be, you know, having his long ears and the, the way his face is, so on and so forth, serene and all that. You want that kind of a Buddha. What kind of a Jesus do you want? Do you want a Jesus who is clean shaven and who has got a mohawk and something like that? I mean, just imagine a Jesus with a mohawk over here and says, Yo, dude, how are you? I mean, just imagine and he does can't have a Jesus like that. So, your Jesus has to be a particular kind. So, what is the kind of Jesus that you are praying to? You are praying to a Jesus who has got a very nice beard hmm? and he looks very serene, he's got a good mane and he behaves in a particular way and he's got his hands in a particular manner. So, are we praying to Jesus 
or Buddha or any other deity that you wish to of a particular kind only, naturally. So, what do you think, you know, Krishna should be like? Imagine a Krishna with a long flowing beard, okay, wearing orange color clothes, okay, and having a kind of, a, you know, hairdo and stuff like that. You don't have a Krishna like that anywhere in the world. You have a Krishna which appeals to you. So, let us say you go to the market to buy a small image of Krishna. What kind of image are you going to buy? You know, a small murti, or maybe a, a, an idol, or maybe a small picture. So, what kind of a picture do you want of your deity? So, you want him drawn in a, you know, modern art style, with one eye over here, one eye like this. I mean, can just imagine somebody like M. F. Hussain drawing Krishna in a very funny manner. I mean, do you really think Krishna can be like that? No. You need a Krishna which is appealing to your innermost being. So, I hope you understood what he means by that. So, you visit a temple where you see a very, very beautiful image of the God that you wish to see. You cannot have a Jesus Christ with a cross in some other corner and Jesus Christ is just standing over there. Yo, please come to me. You can't do that kind of a thing. He is God. He is God's son. You need him to be on the cross. You know, today is a good, uh, I'm sorry, today is an Easter Sunday. It's a very, very important day. Also an all fool's day, by the way. So, <laughs> so anyway, so <laughs> it's an Easter Sunday when Jesus Christ rose from the dead. A very important day. Now, imagine Jesus Christ is rising from the dead and he is walking up towards Mary. And Mary looks at this man who is coming and says, Oh, he looks familiar to me. And Jesus goes near her. Don't you recognize me? I am Jesus. She looks at him again and says, Oh, I don't recognize you. Who are you? You see, the Jesus that I, you know, we put behind that particular rock is not the same one that is walking towards me. This is another Jesus. Who is this person? So she has a doubt. So then Jesus tell her, go and tell all my apostles, all my disciples over there to gather at a particular place. So he gathers them. Now everybody looks at this figure which is walking in words. None recognize him. Nobody recognizes him. So he says, I am Jesus. And everybody looks at him. And there is somebody in that entire group who says, is that you? I mean, I don't believe my eyes you are Jesus. I want to have proof of the pudding. So. Can I touch you? So Jesus says, please do that. And there is this one person in the group. He says, you see, that soldier poked you in the ribs, you know, over here, in your side. Can I put my fingers over there? And Jesus says, please do that. So, this person puts his fingers over there to test Jesus Christ. His name is Thomas. He became Saint Thomas. And this is a person who raised doubts on Jesus. So, we have the term Doubting Thomas. You understand? The term Doubting Thomas is, came because of St. Thomas. Because he was doubting Jesus Christ. And when he was convinced, oh, this is Jesus, then he, then they all came back to their senses. Now, you want to see Jesus in a particular format. If he doesn't appear in that format, you are going to have problem. In the same way, Krishna is saying the same thing. What does he say? You need to see me in a particular way. So, what is the way? You need something that appeals to you. In which form? Offering appropriate paraphernalia in loving devotion to my deity. To my deity form. 
or to the form of me appearing upon the ground in fire in the sun in water or within the worshippers own heart so you want to see a form which can appear in any of these places whether on earth in fire in sun or whichever place one should first purify his body by cleansing his teeth and bathing then one should perform a second cleansing by smearing the body with earth and chanting both vedic and tantric mantras so now starts the real process first you should know that there is a deity that you are going to worship in a particular manner number 1 number 2 get up early in the morning take a bath brush your teeth take your bath you know since i start my satsangs at early in the morning i have a lot of people who may say i don't want to take a bath just now this is very cold okay i have a problem can i take my bath later on some people will say oh i put oil in my head you know that is the reason why i take can't take a bath if you want to put oil in your head why don't you get up in the in 3 o'clock in the morning and then put oil in your head and then take a bath and be ready for satsang i mean if you had to go for a movie you will go in time but for a satsang which is there only for that 55 minutes of yours you can't be ready taking a bath you know brushing your teeth properly so this is prescribed by krishna i please understand your guru also teaches you the same thing you have to be fresh you have to be clean you have to purify your body your body has to be pure you cannot have your yesterday's crap in your body understand think about it so cleaning your teeth and bathing and then what is the second cleaning happening this is the first cleaning second cleaning is when you put bhasma you know bhasma bhasma means the ash holy ash as we call it hmm? so they put the holy ash all over the body why because it's called a purificatory rite it's a way of purifying yourself if you don't have the bhasma at least use a little ganga water so that you can you know cleanse yourself this is just a cleaning technique <clears throat> you may ask me why do i need this cleaning technique <clears throat> you need the cleaning technique for a specific reason you see when you go for bottled drinks you know bottled drinks or let us say you are going for you are going to a restaurant and if you are given a glass which was used yesterday will you like it now okay one more thing now let us say you are going to a fast food restaurant fast food chain okay the previous customer cancels his order there was a customer over there who cancels his order so that person removes the burger and everything from that you know that box which is there and puts it at the side then he asks your order okay you want this okay then what he does is he picks up another burger and puts it in the same box and gives it to you do you like it the previous box he might have put a non vegetarian burger and this box he is going to give you a veg burger do you really believe you will like what is being given to you so please understand you cannot be telling me that you know yesterday i had a bath at 10 o'clock in the night so today in the morning how can i have my bath at 6 o'clock in the morning you understand what i'm saying the body even that burger container was used just for a second doesn't mean that it has not become contaminated it has become so you need to be fresh and clean and pure for getting into this activity do you understand this i hope you understood because don't make concessions to yourself if you make a concession to yourself even the little one 
then the next time when you go to most of these restaurants why not eat in a plate which is already been served for somebody else or maybe you have been served just imagine you are asking for idli you know idli the first time all right now in a plate you have taken an idli and a vada you have finished it and then you say i want a masala dosa and the waiter comes with a masala dosa in hand like this and puts it in your dirty plate wow i mean just imagine that first plate is not yet cleaned it's not removed from there and he comes and dumps your masala dosa in that you know you are not going to like it because the remnants from the last meal are still there it is like a soup bowl you know you go to a restaurant and there is a soup bowl and in the soup bowl you just finished your you know soup after that you say i want say fried rice and he comes and pours the fried rice in the bowl of the soup i mean the bowl you have finished and he comes and pours it in that do you think you are going to like it no so then why are you making concessions to yourself don't make concessions don't ever make concessions so this is exactly what is needed for div- for divinity for your spiritual growth please do not make any concessions the deity that is temporarily established can optionally be called forth and sent away but these two rituals should always be performed when the deity is traced upon the ground bathing should be done with water except if the deity is made of clay paint or wood and in which case a thorough cleansing without water is enjoined okay now let us say you have the deity in front of you you have the god the image stuff whatever that you wish to is there in front of you now the deity is having something from the previous day you know some flowers some leaves something like that is lying over there do you think you want to add more to it by starting your new ritual no no so let us say in your case okay you are wearing a t-shirt now this t-shirt was worn yesterday would you like to wear a fresh t-shirt on top of this one no you need to take a bath you need to put your clothes for washing and then you need to put fresh pair of clothes isn't it so please when you are praying to a deity don't put flowers and then another flowers and then another flowers and then another flowers this is not a done thing you don't do it do do to yourself why do you want to do it to the deity also so don't do that you need to bathe the deity that means clean it if it is made of metal or some other substance then you can clean it with water but if it is made of say mud you put water on top of that it is going to go disappear isn't it you know this ganesha murtis that we get during ganesha festival suppose you want to bathe it nicely with water and all what is going to happen it's made of mud okay all the color will go the mud will here what is krishna saying common sense you need to use your common sense okay so please use your common sense all right so cleansing it is extremely important then one should worship me in deity form by offering the most excellent paraphernalia but a devotee completely freed from the material desires may worship me with whatever he is able to obtain and may even worship me within the heart with mental paraphernalia now this is something which we see in the temples outside the temple you will find that there are lots of people selling garlands huh, and stuff which is meant for worship they will buy the cheapest of the garland over there they will buy the cheapest of the stuff over there including the pedas you know that uh, sweets and stuff like that now you are going to church you will go and ask them 
how much is this candle for? Sir, this one candle is for 500 rupees. <gasps> 500 rupees? I cannot offer so much. You have anything lesser than that. This one is for 100 rupees. Anything lesser than that. This one is for 50 rupees. Anything lesser than that. Sir, do you want one which is for 1 rupee? Yeah, that will do. Anyway, we are just have to go and burn the candle over there. Everybody burns the candle. I will also go and burn the candle. Now, please understand, you have gone to church or to temple to pray. You are buying a 1 rupee garland or a 10 rupee garland or a 1 rupee candle or a 10 rupee candle for what purpose? If somebody comes to your house and gives you a cheap gift, will you like it? Now, imagine, just imagine. I am coming to your house, okay? And instead of getting your nice bouquet, I get you, you know, while I was passing by, I saw somebody's garden and I plucked one flower from there and I came and I gave it to you and I said, you know, your neighbor's garden looked very nice. So, I picked up one flower from it and I brought it especially for you. You want to take one big, you know, shoe of yours and bang that person on the head. Don't... How can you be so stupid? You think I am worth one stupid flower of yours? Isn't that truth? You don't like it when somebody gives you something which is insignificant. Suppose you have a birthday and somebody gives you a, in a $1 t-shirt or a $5 t-shirt. You think you are going to like it? For your birthday, you want to buy a $200 nice dress. And when you have to gift somebody, the person that you love, you are giving a $5 t-shirt or a $1 t-shirt? I mean, I want you to think very carefully. Krishna is saying over here something very important. Offering the most excellent paraphernalia, not something which is cheap, something which is worthless. Don't go to a temple or a church or any place with cheap stuff. Don't go and say that. When you can spend a pot of money on yourself to eat nice food in a restaurant or to get some good food, you know, nice gift, why do you want to give one of the worst gifts of all to God? So please, next time or otherwise don't take. Don't even go there. Alright? I think you understand what I am saying. So, it has to be of a most excellent paraphernalia. Then, it should be freed from material desire. You know what I will do? I will take the roses to the person who is, you know, just imagine there is somebody in the hospital. Okay. Somebody is there in the hospital and you have taken a lot of fruits. Okay. First and foremost, you find out from the doctor, this person is diabetic. Okay. This person is diabetic and then you take one dozen mangoes, 12 mangoes you take. And you know damn well this person is anyway not going to eat it. So, you take those mangoes and you say, I brought these very nice mangoes for you. Person will say, so kind of you. Thank you very much. Please keep it over here. And when you are going, please take them back with you. Now, naturally, you have selected very good mangoes so that you can eat it yourself. Huh? Or you have given a very nice, just imagine a girlfriend is giving a, a very nice bunch of roses to the boyfriend. You know, the boyfriend is not going to stick the rose like Nehruji and go all over the town, no? So, what does he do? He takes the roses and he gives it back to the girl. So, the girl says, I should have bought better ones, you know, if I, if I just knew that this fellow was going giving to, giving it back to me. That is a bloody cheap attitude. 
we have a very very cheap attitude oh i am making a nice food for god so that i can eat it i mean think about it think about it you are creating nice food good gifts and stuff like that so that you can consume it this is called a very very cheap approach and this is what he says it should be completely free from material desires when you are giving something don't think that the thing is going to come back to you please but give something which is really good all right now there are lots of women in india who offer sarees you know the sarees is a indian garment to gods they will go and buy the cheapest saree why because you know that priest over there he will take the saree he will never give it back so when you know the priest in that temple is going to return the saree back to you you go and buy the best kanjivaram saree which is for 25000 rupees because any which way you are going to wear it this is called a very very selfish attitude you are not presenting it to god you are presenting it to your own self this is not the way how things are done worship has to be single pointed worship it has to be in a particular format it has to be made in the best excellent paraphernalia and it should be free from all material desires no desires whatsoever whatever he is able to obtain whatever you can afford krishna is very clear can you afford 10000 rupees for god when please give people have this great habit of saying you know i cannot afford so much why because according to them you have to give it to somebody so how can you afford so much but when you have to give it to yourself you can afford everything when you are giving it to the deity uh, please remember who is the deity the deity is the effulgent form it could be in the form of a human being also a twice born human being is the guru guru take this pen i got this pen free when i gone for one conference you know okay take this this is for you or in the hotel there was some very nice pen i picked it up so that you know you like to collect pens no you like to collect pens no from all over so there i went to you know san francisco i i was in this hotel in london i visited this hotel i brought one soap from you from there trinket i mean just imagine how stupid can that be imagine that's what you are going to do to the deity over there don't do that please next time when you are going to the church or the temple don't say no i got this free from there see do you understand what i'm saying if you have offered it to someone don't offer it back to god all right please that much is what i'm saying you should obtain it obtain means what can you afford what can you afford give that which you can afford and worship me within the heart also now there are many people who will say i don't like to worship outside many people don't like to go to church or temple or worship the idols you know some people don't want to and that is okay by krishna also what is krishna saying i don't mind even if you don't worship me in some temple church or whatever i really don't mind please worship me within your heart with mental paraphernalia what is mental paraphernalia something that is good can your mind create a very very healthy stuff don't worship me like you know eh, come on man what is that i don't have to worship i don't have to put any flowers even my mental state also i don't want to give very good roses i would rather give him a small peony or some such kind of a tiny flower that is available 
yeah, Krishna, this is on flower for you. you. You are inside my mind, no? So here, take it. Don't do that. Right? In worshipping the temple deity, my dear Uddhava, bathing and decoration are the most pleasant offerings. For the deity traced on gra sacred ground, the process of Tattva Vinaya is Vinaisa is most dear. Oblations of sesame and barley soaked in ghee are preferred offering to the sacrificial deity. Whereas, worship consisting of Upasthana and Agriya is preferred for the sun. One should worship me in the form of water by offering water itself. Actually, whatever is offered to me with faith by my devotee, even if only a little water, is most dear to me. Now, this is an interesting verse. You need to understand this very, very interestingly. You have a dog. Now, the dog loves the bone, right? So, you say to the dog, See, today I don't have a bone. I'm going to give you a, you know, a jaggery, piece of jaggery. Why? Because it is lying extra in my hand. So, I will give it to you. Here, take it. Can you offer jaggery to a dog? Sweets are not allowed, you know that, to the dogs. They lose their fur. If you give them sugar or some something sweet, the dog loses his fur. So, you are not supposed to. If you have a parrot at home and instead of giving him one chili, you know, chili or some such kind of thing, you know, or guava, you say, today you should not eat chili. Okay, today I will give you ginger. Instead of chili, I will give you ginger. Very nice, it is tasty, tasty stuff. What do you mean? Because you have ginger, you want to give ginger to that. That fellow, that parrot loves only chilies. Okay, or guava or some such kind of a fruit and you are giving him something else, it's not a done thing. So, I hope you understand this verse very, very importantly. In fire, if you are offering water inside the fire, what will happen? Now, there is a fire and you are praying to God in the fire and you say, Om Navashivaya, ding. And you put one, one bucket of water on top of the fire, what is going to happen? The fire will burn out. It will get doused, isn't it? So, use your brains. So, when you want to make it grow still bigger, what do you do? You put some oil in it. Huh? Isn't that so? So, exactly what Krishna is saying. Use your brains. Use the God-given brains. Even if it is 25 paisa worth of brains, please use it. Okay? 25 cents worth of brain in your upper story. Please use that much. Don't put water in fire. Alright? In the same way, don't give something to the God which is contrary to what he is supposed to get. Just imagine, there is a person who is coming for lunch and you know this fellow doesn't like, you know, eggplant, you know, eggplant aubergines and you deliberately make it because you like it. This fellow should not eat food in my house, so I am going to make recipes and put it in front of him. That being very mean, in the same way to this deity, please don't offer him something which he is not going to eat. Just imagine, the God loves wine, okay, nice wine from France and you say, you know, God, here I am offering you Ruh Afza, which he doesn't want. So, offer the God something that is really worth it. Use your brains and offer the God. The God is a deity. Now, he has given all these examples. Why he has given all these examples? Because everybody is allowed their form of worship. Okay, You are allowed your form of worship. There is no restriction over here. No, no, you don't have to stand in a queue and all that kind of stuff. No, no need. Krishna has given you all concessions, all concessions. You want to just sit in your and you are praying to the Lord within. Okay, please talk some good stuff to him. Alright, you may be talking to him inside your heart. Don't call him names. 
and don't say anything bad. Okay, offer him something which he may like. So this is exactly what it is. Even if it is water, you are praying to water. You know, people pray to water also. They stand near the ocean and they pray to water. Yes, in the Red Indians, they are praying to uh, all kinds of elements. In the same way, there are different kinds of people in different parts of the world who pray to different different elements. So when you pray to whichever deity that you want to, please offer the deity with something which is worth it. Oh, this is what he means. All right, not something which is worthless. Not free pen. Even very opulent presentations do not satisfy me if they are offered by non-devotees. But I am pleased by any insignificant offering made by my loving devotee. And I am certainly most pleased when nice presentation of fragrant oil, incense, flowers and palatable food are offered with love. So Krishna is now telling you, if Krishna comes to your house, please offer him all these things, you know, fragrant oils. What kind of oils? Fragrant oils, not axe oils. Alright? Otherwise, tomorrow you will keep one bottle of axe and say, here, this is the fragrant oil. You got, you, every time when you meet me, you get a headache, no? So, take this axe oil. Fragrant oils are, have you been to spas? S-P-A. Okay? Not Z-S-P-A. Okay? Spas. Now, in spa, have you got that Ah, lavender oil, this oil, that oil, all the nice smells that you get. That kind of smell, good smell, okay? Otherwise, don't buy a cheap agarbatti. You know the agarbatti that you get, 10 rupees you get 10 sticks. No, don't buy the 10 rupee 10 sticks, okay? At least buy 100 rupee 10 sticks, please. Next time, when you put a nice incense stick, at least spend that little amount of money for putting, uh, you know, to God, nice stick. Then, what he says, whatever that you are of giving incense. Incense is what I said. Flowers. You know, my grandmother used to always say, next time you bring me that garland made out of lilies, I am going to throw it out of the window. And then I used to, as, a, as a kid, when she used to give me some money and say, go to the market and buy some garlands and come. Okay. And the garlands invariably will come. Now remember, I was staying in Bandra at that time. Bandra is a predominantly Christian area. In Mumbai, Bandra is a predominantly Christian area. And in that area, most of the flowers that are sold are lilies. And my grandmother used to be very angry when I bought that lily garland. You put it on my dead body, she'll say. Get me fragrant flowers. Can you get me the chameli and champa and all those kind of stuff? You know, something good. Go get it for me. So what Krishna says, you know, next time when you give me flowers, be very careful. Don't give me some flowers which are meant for some other purpose. Okay. Otherwise, you say, na, Guru, I am giving you a Venus flytrap. You know what a Venus flytrap is? It's a non-vegetarian flower. It catches insects or that stinky flower which you get, the big one. Okay. I am presenting you with that. This is the only flower in the world. You can't do that. Okay. So, next time when you are, suppose you are getting one flower for me. Please be careful. Yeah, Krishna is saying the same thing. You know, flower. And palatable food. I am sorry, today I made a khichdi without any salt in it. So, when you are giving something, give it palatable. Palatable means at least the God should feel happy while eating it. You understand? If you are offering milk, okay, don't give, you know, that milk which is yesterday's milk lying in the fridge, you please remove it out for God. Is What he means is at least something which is palatable, something which is worthwhile, that you should offer. And please offer it with love. Don't say that, you know, I am giving it just for the heck of giving. Now, this is an important verse. Please. Do not poo-poo it and say that, you know, I can 
scrounging, you know, flowers or incense sticks or this or that. It's the same thing. When you want your gifts to be beautiful, why is it that when you visit your guru or when you visit a temple or when you visit a church, why do you want those kind of gifts to be cheap? Any which way that God is not going to eat that stuff. You know that, no? It's only a statue. You know, statues don't eat anything. You know that, no? Yes, there are some statues which drink milk. I don't know how they drink milk. But this statue doesn't drink. This statue doesn't eat. This statue doesn't do anything. So, you are giving it, you will get it back. Again, if you are offering something to the Guru also, you think he is going to keep? No. He is going to give it back to you only. He is going to say, take it for you. Why? Because he is not there to see what you are giving. He is just seeing your love in it. So, give it with love. After cleansing himself and collecting all the paraphernalia, the worshipper must arrange his own seat with blades of kusa grass, whose tips point eastwards. He should then sit facing either east or north or else. If the deity is fixed in one place, he should sit directly facing the deity. It's a very important verse. So, I have to explain it to you. So, let me give you an understanding. You are going for an interview. Just imagine. Now, I am facing the camera. Suppose I am going to face like this and I am going to say, Today when you are going to do these prayers, you are going to do like this. I mean, do you think you are going to like it? If I am not looking at you, now what are you going to do? You are not going to like it, right? So, suppose you go for an interview and the and the interviewer is not even looking at you and talking in the air. Okay, so tell me something about yourself and he is in his lost in his phone and he is asking you a question. Okay, tell me something about yourself. You think you are going to like it? You know very well that fellow is not even paying attention to you. So, most important thing is pay attention. Give 100% to that person. The deity also you please pay attention to. You are, When you meet your friend, you don't go and ask him some stupid questions, no? No? You don't go and ask him some stupid questions. I am happy your wife left you and went. Ah! What are you talking about? You are not supposed to say stupid stuff. You are supposed to say, I am so sorry to you. So, use your brain. Again, Krishna is telling you, please use your brains. So, don't say, no, I don't know. I don't know anything. Somebody has lost someone in life. So, how is your boyfriend? That fellow is dead already. Okay, or maybe he has disappeared. You can't go and ask that person to that, that kind of a question. So, you got to be a little sensitive. Right? So, you have to ask things, you have to say things which are significant, not stupid stuff. Did you get the point? So, there is a way of sitting, there is a way of talking. You know, every time when somebody talks to me, I tell them, look at me. Not because I want that person to be, you know, yes Guruji, yes Guruji, yes Guruji. What is this yes Guruji? So, I say, look at me, I am not going to eat you. So, when you look at me, what happens? I am... Looking in your eyes, I can see. There are lots of people who do, do like this with their eyes. You know those people are lying. You know those people are not telling you the truth. Or maybe something has gone in their eye. One of the things has happened. So, pay attention. Proper attention. When you sit. Now imagine, now I am going to show you one demonstration over here. You know, if I keep on doing like this, you know your eyes are going to have a problem very soon. Right or wrong? Just imagine if my video is not firm and straight and I am just be like that. What is going to happen? So, please, you need to sit properly. Right? So, what he is saying, Krishna is saying, 
even when you are doing prayers sit properly then what you do pay attention see this is the things which is saying all this is saying over here is sit on a you know with the seat with the blade of kusa now don't go around in the jungle saying where are you kusa grass where are you kusa grass where are you kusa grass don't go to commercial street and ask that person over there do you have any seat made of kusa grass that fellow will say what kusa i don't know hakuna matata like that you know something like that <laughs> nobody knows what it means but the thing is kusa grass is not available okay you may not even know what it looks like what he means is a comfortable seat you know yoga mat yeah yoga mat i know it's available so get a yoga mat if you can't get a yoga mat what else you can get can you get a cushion yes can you get something comfortable to sit on yes in the same way get a comfortable stuff okay not too much comfortable that you have a backrest and you have like the like that you can go to sleep you know you you seen in the aircraft you get those you know neck pillows yes i am going to sit for my satsang with a neck pillow on low i mean just imagine and maybe an eye patch like this you know you don't come to know whether you are asleep or you are awake <laughs> it's important that you are awake okay so no eye patches for you so that at least i know you are not sleeping in my satsang okay this is exactly what he means so krishna is saying sit comfortably and then pay attention everything has to point eastwards now eastwards why eastwards just imagine if you are going to have a toilet next to your you know your kitchen you are going to like it all the dirty smell from the toilet is going to come isn't it you are not going to like it even if you go to a restaurant are you going to sit near the washroom you are going to tell that fellow you put me far away i don't want to sit near the washroom because he stinks isn't that the truth so in life also there are certain ways and methods of sitting so you sit in a particular place and pointing in a certain direction why is the directions important why are the directions important sir the directions are important because you have to face the screen no when you are watching a movie or can you face the projector behind you no no why don't you face the projector and watch the movie you can't watch a movie without facing the screen so exactly the same way you have to face in a particular way eastwards <laughs> the reasons are stupid but please understand this stupidity is extremely important what is the reason i'm going to have some great maharathis coming to me and asking me you know guru you only told me don't to worship all these things why are you telling me now all these questions and answers for those people who are going to ask me that question later on please let me answer it for you and this is a very serious thing okay from my point of view suppose i die tomorrow how are you going to remember your guru the fellow who used to torture you at 6:30 am in the morning how are you going to remember him you are going to remember him as a <laughs> that fellow used to do a lot of jokes you know you can't have a, a cartoon made of me over there no okay let us make a nice cartoon of his and put it over there and you know then let everybody say this is my guru i am not a, you know what r2 d2 or something like that well you are going to make an r2 d2 of me or me no no you want to see something which is worth it so even if your image is there now suppose something happens to your image okay you can't put a wig over there orange color wig and say oh this is this was my president hello you can't do that right you need a proper picture over there and you need something which is worthwhile correct so please be careful what you do and how you do all right so everything has to be properly put
the deity has to be fixed in one place. You can't have a deity shifting from this place to that place to that place to that place. We have a lot of people who will say, you know, uh, today I will put him over here because why, you know, this is a very important place. Tomorrow, no, 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 no. Here, I think I'll have my siesta. So maybe I'll put him in another room. And then the next day, oh, some guests have come in that room. So we'll remove him from there and put him in some other room. Just imagine somebody does that to you. What is going to happen? You go to a hotel and you say, sir, you are booked in room 501. And in the evening, the fellow says, sir, you have to empty this room, you know, because now I, we have transferred you to 705. Okay, and next day he will say, sir, 705 is now for somebody else. We have to go on the first floor now, you know, 101 room. What? You know, you are going to get irritated. After your first change of room, your second change of room, you know, you are going to get irritated. So, please don't change your gods from this place to that place to that place to that place. Right? You got what I am saying? Exactly what he is saying. Fix the deity in one place. And you should directly sit facing the deity. Don't sit. The deity is here and you are sitting on that side. Don't go and do that. You have to watch the television properly, no? So, you sit in front of the TV, not in the kitchen and you are seeing like this, you are bending down and seeing, okay, what is going on in the television? You don't do that. You have to sit in front on the couch over there and watch. It's exactly like that. So, if there is a deity in front of you, sit properly in front of the deity and do, okay? So, this is what it means. So, we have come till verse 19. So, we will stop over here. We shall continue from verse 20 onwards. Alright, so I think these are basic rules. I think we have cleared the basic rules. So, next time when you want to pray to your deity or you want to give a gift, don't bring like this, okay? Okay, so you have a very good day or a good evening and take care of yourself and I will see you all next time. Bye.